0: A-R-O-S. Cross. First name. S-I-V-L-E-Y. Last name. Sivley. S-I-V-L-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E.
1: <laughs> how about that absolute rocket home run by Wilkes Slade this weekend?
0: Wilkes Slade destroyed it. Dickerson That's... Dusty had a hell of a game, too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did.
0: So, yeah, I appreciate all of the 45 people they reached out to tell me that I got the name backwards, but um, and, and it's right and he deserves to have his name read correctly um, That's not gonna be the that won't be the first time or the last time that I messed up a name And by the way, it's not like I messed up like Joe Smith, you know cross civilly Really really cool name. I said silly cross equally as cool and very backwards But you know, it is what it is. I messed it up heard about it a lot cross. Sorry, dude um,
1: Yeah, we apologize. that'll be
0: I, that'll definitely be the last time I mess up his name. But, you know, moving forward, I just can't wait. I mean, when we start talking about track and field and stuff, there's just tennis. Hey, buckle up. You're going to get a whole lot of horribly, horribly pr- pronunciated names. So.
1: Yeah, I, don't, I think uh, Shane goes unappreciated for how well he went through all those names. Oh, my and gosh. I, I'm definitely going to butcher him.
0: Yeah, the wizard was the best. But anyway, man, we got a ton to get to today. Let's get to the show. Welcome to, to the Top Talk. Greetings and salutations everyone and welcome to another episode of to the top talk recording on February the 28th is that right Twenty-seventh. 27th from beautiful Hattiesburg Mississippi here as always with your break from the high resource five propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics I am your host Jason Bailey joining me now the one and only Patrick Lowry
1: yo yo oh man how are we feeling? It's a Monday. Uh, man, I'm excited, though. Um, uh, ready to uh, head up to Trustmark for tomorrow. Um, That's right. I know a lot of people probably have a bad taste in their mouths after the weekend, but like, I don't know, it, it's an opportunity to go up there and, uh, you know, put 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 this weekend behind us and take a step in the right direction.
0: Well, I'll tell you what to put a good taste in your mouth. This is our friends at Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Boom. This episode's the episode today and for the rest of baseball season is gonna be brought to you by Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Always the place to pre and post game for every USM sporting event. Have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. Nine ninety-five plate lunches Monday through Friday, home style plate lunches. And look, tag us on social when you go by there. If you t- if you if you have a picture, a tag, and a 4th street check-in. Uh, that'll get you a shout out so
1: you know oh, that's I like that
0: yeah I don't know if they're waiting on that'll get you a free beer it won't uh, <laughs> but it, it will get you an appetizer It won't get you anything but it'll definitely get you a shout out on here and plus you'll have a good taste in your mouth So, head by a street and, uh, and 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 hit up slate and 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 tell us how it went so we preface this kind of or we alluded to it like in in the in the first episode of the year that we we're going to be start doing these uh miniature interviews from mm-hmm. the platform out in Ro- out in Ro- sp- blo- blo- roost spot 39 and boy do we have a good one uh, to start off with just kind of came across this uh, definitely tiro yeah tiro kind of hooked us up with the interview but and hopefully it comes out okay uh i think i was screaming um <laughs> into the microphone when i probably shouldn't have been so if the i didn't I hadn't heard the audio on this yet but uh the one and only uh hill denson came and sat down climbed up in the truck sat down on the platform um pilo had the laptop out we, we had a microphone we kind of had a makeshift thing it was the first time we've done it so we're gonna get better at it but um but th- that was awesome and um i hope you guys enjoy our conversation with coach hill denson all right well we're out here at uh in the roost at pete taylor park and this is something we kind of teased on the first episode of the year we said we might uh do some some uh episodes live from the platform Uh, it's usually on top of the jeep we've we've ventured over to a truck now coops truck but um but anyway so we ran across uh center miss legend hill denson um and coach has decided to sit down with us for a second and talk a little bit about
2: his time here so coach first of all what's going on not, not a whole lot it's a lot of a lot of heat for this time in february i know that i like that part of it mighty good
0: yeah well this this is way better than it being like 25 degrees outside which you know at the beginning of every baseball season that's what you're doing you're out here you're freezing your butt off then at the end you're looking for some of that good weather, so this is kind of perfect, right?
2: That's right. I like it, and everybody does. Of course, you you know tomorrow, Tuesday, it may be ice cold. You don't ever know, but yeah. it's it's great to be out here. You guys got a good view out here. I don't be not I don't get out here very often. That one may be out of here.
0: All right, so, well, hey, Coach, it looks like you might be staying a little bit longer than the 10 minutes we asked because as soon as you sit down, the Golden Eagles hit a double to take the lead. So that's pretty awesome, but you know, speaking about the right field Roost, this was—you were the beginning of, of putting this in here, right? I've heard stories of maybe like the the, fir- the first idea that you had. You were just hoping that people would come in. I don't even think you guys charged for it,
2: and now it's grown into this. So just talk about just the evolution of of what the Roost has become. Well, the the first year I came, it, it didn't. Nobody had ever charged at baseball, and and uh, I had to go to Coach Dale and ask him. I said, Coach, just as before we played our first game, which, uh, by the way, that Skip Berkman was here his first game, so that was the same weekend. But uh, had to go to Coach uh, Dale at the time, Coach Roland Dale, and, and say, Coach, I'd like to charge at games. And I said, I've, I've learned. I know that it, it, it's one of those deals where – people won't come to free things and uh, you know I'd like to charge and I can't use exact words he said but <laughs> but basically he said no we can't even afford to pay the ticket taker to stand up there and take it so we went ahead and charged but we used some of our extra players that were red shirted or, or you know weren't going to play for us or whatever but we're still part of the team we use them up there and we charge a dollar and you know a, a dollar or, or quarter or whatever it doesn't matter you just as long as you pay and, and that same thing is true anywhere in the country and you know i see us a lot of times people excuse me uh buying buying out tickets at the football games and giving them away well people don't come to free stuff and they won't come you give the tickets to students and give it to them free they're not going to come they have to pay Maybe ten dollars a year, whatever for a football ticket, they'll come to the game. Mm-hmm. And the, and the pleasant thing about it, when you pay for a ticket, you come to a game and you stay. You don't come and go. If it's free, you might come for an inning and you're gone. You know. That's the way it works. So uh, you know, I had learned that in, the, in in working with the pro team I worked with in Nashville before it came. And mm-hmm. Never give away free tickets. And, uh, and so I learned that, and we started doing it with uh, with those kids. We just charged a dollar. Of course, we didn't we didn't at the time that first year. We didn't have more than three or four people that ever came to the game. Anyhow, there wasn't any fence around here. They could just walk in from any direction. But we were charging the ones that, that kept it on with us and let it uh, you know that went were we wanted to go pay and I wasn't worried about the ones that were sneaking in at the time didn't have any way to stop them anyhow so but it didn't take long before we started drawing a little better crowds and that sort of thing And uh, you know that's the basis of that the way that started Wow yeah
0: all right. Since coach arrived, we scored three runs. That's pretty good. We know, and we're talking about the roost and we're, uh, and just how it kind of became what it is. Uh, Pilo, you've got an interesting story about one time when you were walking through the gates. You want to tell that
1: story on the air about? Yeah. So uh, I, I and I don't you know I. I told this story out here uh, a little while ago, and I, I want to say, Hill, you you told me this. I feel like a while back, or I'd heard it from somebody from you. But uh, it was it was a story about you know several years ago. Pete Taylor was was coming into the field, uh, into the ball pa- you know the ballpark, and and. Uh, The the ticket lady stopped him and said, you know, I I need to see your ticket. And he said, do you know who I am? And the lady said, I I don't know. He said, I'm Pete Taylor. She said, oh, my gosh, Mr. Park, please come in.
2: Let me straighten you out. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, he came to to the ticket taker and said, I need to, and she asked him for his ticket and said, well, I don't have one. And she said, well, I need one. And he said, he just pointed at the wall out there and said, you my name—that's uh, me on the wall out there. And uh, at the time, my name wasn't on there. It was right. Just is. Yes, and, uh, and she looked at it and said, "Okay, come on in, Mr. Park." And uh, that's a, That was the story. And I tell you who told the story. And it, I'm not sure it really happened, but it was uh, Father Pat, uh, Father Tommy at uh, Pete Taylor's funeral. Okay. Is, he told the story, and that's the way it got started. Yep. But and I think it probably did happen. But uh, but knowing Father Tommy, it might not have. He might have just made that up. So I never did know for sure. Well,
1: anyway, it's a great story. Yeah. We all got a laugh out of it. So, yeah.
0: well, coach, one more thing, and we'll get you out of here. Um, but looking out at the field and kind of what it's all become, um, I'm sure there's a lot of memories that you have. Is there any memory just fresh on your mind that sticks out uh, while you were coaching, that, uh, maybe above all the else, all the others?
2: You know, I I really can't say there's one memory because I was out here so long every day, uh, all day long and all that, but pulling hoses around where you didn't have a sprinkler system or anything put into the field. And, you know, the year I started, I came in January, and the field had been built that summer by the National Guard, and and Coach Taylor and them had kind of overseen the building of it. But they actually built it... uh, Kind of the plan of at that time pedal high schools field is basically with the dugouts and all that kind of stuff And uh, that was the way it was built chain link fence all the way around it No bleachers uh, a little press box. that was about maybe 15 20 feet long and you know two little stories enough for maybe a couple of announcers in the way they built it, but you know, they, they built the stadium that way. So I came after it had been built, but it hadn't been played on at the time. So my first year was here. So, but, um, you know, I've heard some of you talk about the trees out here that are shading us while we're talking here now. These pine trees, uh, if you guys will look at it, the people we're talking to can't hear it. But uh, each one of these pine trees was one of a threesome. There were three, three pines built there, and they were about this tall when that it when got here that year. And I knew we wanted to do this roof at the time. That was one of the things we had in mind for down the line whenever we got where we could do it. And so I started growing those pines out, but I thinned them, thinned them from from three down to one pine tree and, and kept them pruned at the bottom so that no limbs were coming out and wasting growth and we got them up as tall as we could. And by the time we started the roots, we had them almost where everybody could see a little bit. They were kind of bend over out here, but kept pruning them and you know got them up in a hurry. And now it's a great place out here because it's shady, but most people don't know each one of these, there were three pines right there and three pines right there. And, uh, you know, it was going to be too much, and you just had to do it. You know. This is the only live tree, uh, live oak tree we left, the one you guys got out here toward the end, number 40 parking spot. But uh, they had three big live oaks on that hill over there planted at the field, which would have been great, except that's not good for what we were going to do with the roost and all that. So, And all the leaves that it puts out on the field in the wintertime. So, you know, it's... Uh, it was one of those things we had to take out in the nighttime <laughs> without getting a whole lot of permission. <laughs> we didn't have a lot of help for getting things done, so the way we wanted to do them. And so some of those trees uh, died accidentally at night one time. So uh, you know, things like that had to be done. But we, you know, we, we knew this roost would be here at one point, and there's a lot of stories about it too. Well, that's awesome, so, Peter, You got anything else? Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, Coach. Look, and I hope you'll come back. I, I We'd love to have you sit down for like a full hour, length, just really dive into it, man. But thank you so much for walking down here. We see you back around the park a lot. We, I, I see you around campus during all the sports a lot. So,
2: thank. Well, we a lot basketball team last night, man. Oh my gosh! Did anybody see that coming? You know. Uh, well, one person, did their assistant coach, it, at the beginning of the year, I heard him on the broadcast saying we will win the Sunbelt Conference. And I, I'm thinking kind of like people were thinking with me when I was saying we will one day be in the regionals and all that. So, But, uh, you know, they made a believer out of me, and they had a fun team to watch and all that. So uh, I was so proud of them. And the ladies, too. I understand tied for first place yep. going into the tournament. So that's great. Our football team did great this year so I'm glad to see things kind of getting back where we were back for several of the mistakes were made and some firings and so forth sure. and uh, things are trying to get back there too and being run by people who want to be here and know how Southern Miss people do so. Right,
0: no doubt
2: well coach thank you so much for your time and Southern Miss to the top
0: already and that was Coach Hill Denson Pilo. How cool was that,
1: man? <laughs> awesome. Uh, I think I could listen to him tell stories all day. Like my favorite part of that, as I was going back and listening to the inter the interview, it was like we were wrapping up, and then he like told two more stories. And it's like we just we just wanted to keep him out there. Like obviously there was the noise and the game going on, but um, it's just it's you're just sitting next to a legend. I mean, just somebody who just exudes Southern Miss baseball history and um, helped build the foundation of what we get to experience today. So, such a cool experience.
0: Yeah, the cool thing about Hill, yeah, you could sit there all day, and um, you could whatever question you ask him, you can probably ask him the same questions for like, like ten consecutive interviews, and he could give you a different answer for every, you know, for every. Every time, like, like, you know, what was your favorite play? Well, I could pick like a hundred of them, you know, um, right. who was the, who was the best player? Who's the, who, who's the person you hated playing the most or whatever. And so, but it was cool. Just his, the way he was just the way he was with us, just as a normal person. And then, and then really just his perspective on, you know, as we we're asking these questions, he's looking around and he's talking about the trees and, you know, and, uh, and just, yeah,
1: that was cool.
0: Literally the vision that he had and just, Anyway, it was really cool. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, and, you know, in the future, we're going to do a little bit more of that. And I'll promise not to scream into the microphone. Um, but what happened since the last time that we recorded? Well, a lot. Played a little bit of baseball, softball, basketball, played some golf.
1: Some beach basketball, uh, beach volleyball as well.
0: We did play beach volleyball because I, yeah. I drove right by there um, every day.
1: It went undefeated. saw so, it. So well, they're, they're five and two,
0: yeah. On top of it, look at you do, 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 doing the wizards' work. Love <laughs> it. Um, we, hey, we won some championships, yeah. right? That's always fun to do. Nominated for some awards, won some awards, um, and we announced the football schedule. Uh, and, and spring spring practice started. So uh, lots lots of stuff going on these days in Southern Miss athletics. But I think that we're gonna to have to start off the show, um, even though we just talked to Hill. Um, it's the beginning of, ba- of baseball season, but man, we are and we're we're one day away from being officially in March Madness. and that means yeah. something. It hadn't meant anything <laughs> in quite a while, <laughs> and not just for the not just for the men, but the ladies as well. So, um, yeah, man, they, they said it couldn't be done. They said we would finish last. They wanted Ladner fired. And by they, I mean pretty much everybody, Everybody. like me and the the dog. Yeah. And maybe, you know, Mrs. Ladner. (laughs) So um, Mm -hmm. nobody had ever heard of Juan Cardona. Mm -hmm. Ladner was up against the wall, um, you know, at his dream job. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. This is the end of the road. He wants to be able to, you know, hopefully put a banner up with, With him on it or whatever and Mm -hmm. and um he's a he's a fan just like the rest of it. And against all odds, Southern Miss wins the regular season championship. So (laughs) just I mean, take a second if you can, Pilo, and just reflect on uh how the season went and maybe your expectations going in and then how it all played out.
1: Yeah. Um Man. Ooh, reflection. Um I mean, the thing for me was, obviously, we've seen good basketball. It's been a while. Uh, And you and I both said to a lot of people, when we're good in basketball, I don't think there's a better event on campus, period. Um, Sporting event for the fans, the energy, the excitement. It's just fun. And um, it didn't take long, honestly. I think it was the... Did we play Delta State? Maybe was that mm-hmm. the was Early. that the exhibition game? Um, mm-hmm. And in that, I was kind of you know sitting over the tunnel where I usually sat uh, beginning of the year, and and I, I kind of looked at my father in law. Was like, there we, we may have something here, you know? Like there was you could see flashes of like, okay, something's different than what it has been the last couple of years, uh, and you know. And then they just namely
0: that we had like five division one basketball (laughs) players on
1: the court well yeah i mean you you know the pace was different um yeah i mean we we you know actually had a transition game and and started moving the ball and pushing and pressure and defense and uh, it was just a whole nother style of basketball and um you know and then you know slowly City of Hattiesburg, and people started kind of hearing the buzz, right? And we just kind of start seeing the crowds grow and grow and grow. And for us, like we've been there, we were there when they. You could pan a you know a camera around and count the people in the in the entire arena, um, and so to see where we ended is is just it's incredible. Um, I, I couldn't say I'm, I'm so happy for Coach Ladner. I mean he came out to the roost this this weekend and we talked a bunch and yeah i mean we asked him i think it was i think you said maybe you, you can't even you know probably go out to eat anywhere without you know somebody kind of you know coming up to you and talking to you take a picture or want to do something shake right. your hand and he said yeah but last year i didn't want to go anywhere for other reasons you, you know he kind of <laughs> can you imagine you know having to kind of like not want to see show your face around town to now um you know everybody's coming up to you and congratulating you and stuff like that so i mean i so happy i couldn't couldn't say that enough um for coach ladner for coach cordona and his story and and for the players like pinckney the guys that stayed the guys that didn't just hit the portal and leave and say forget this the guys that hung around and really got to experience it and uh, i think they can kind of see from coming out this weekend to the roost and, and coming out to the baseball and seeing the support that, that everybody's behind them and uh, pulling for them this weekend, or this week, I guess.
0: For their efforts, uh, Coach Leidner was named the Coach of the Year in the Sun Belt. Yep. Austin Crowley named New- Newcomer of the Year and First Team Sun Belt Conference. Felipe Hasse earned Second Team Conference honors and Pinckney Got named to the third team. So it's nice to see some recognition. Some people might say, why can't you put them all on the first team? Look, it's a good league. You know? A <laughs> very good league. To, 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 to have to have three guys listed, well, uh, both three and four, including coach, uh, is incredible. So hopefully we can build on that moving forward. But as far as the team this year,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> currently sit at 25 and 6, 14 and 4 uh the the turnaround has been remarkable um the the, the first game we, we had two games this week at old dominion um was the first one lost this game 69 to 64. Yeah, it, you know it was a close game i thought we had this one uh we, yeah we didn't end up shooting the ball well enough um did hit 10 three-pointers um but look i mean winning on the road is just not easy um traveling that far, we talked about it a little bit out in the roost as well. Like, you know, some teams charter. We're not one of those teams, right? Right. Our, our, our flight begins with a two hour drive to New Orleans. I'm not trying to take anything away from ODU. They, they wanted it. Their fans are into it. They're good. Their arena is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so jealous of their arena. Every time I see a game (laughs) played there, um, Hase got in foul trouble early. That surely didn't help. But, um, if you remember right before the half old dominion was on 11 point leap they had an 11 point leap we were throwing the ball away um getting yeah. cute with the ball as we can do from time to time and you know the, the message board thread that that we're a part of you know people are like i'm going to play golf i'm tired of watching this and then the next thing you know we go on 8 run to be only down three points at the half so
1: yeah
0: um so that was really, yeah. Cool. I think, I think was, literally
1: out of my mouth was, this is painful. And then literally <laughs> uh, two minutes later, we're within like two and I'm like, wait a minute. Like I was, you know, you know, you know how it goes, the ups and downs of a basketball game.
0: Sure. Uh, so we, we ended up having a seven point lead with under eight minutes to play.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we've been a second half team uh, m- most of the year. But just couldn't close this one out. Hase ended up with 18 points. Pinkney with a double-double, 15 and 13. Crowley added 11 points. Uh, we shot a lot of threes. We're 10 of 31 from three-point range. It's nice. probably a little bit too many threes for us to take, especially with the big bodies that we have. But give some credit to Old Dominion. Uh, bad night at the line as well, uh, just 14 of 25. So you add all that up, and you lose by what, five points?
1: Yeah, five points um, and missed 11 free throws. Yeah. Yeah,
0: not great, because Marshall won. Mm-hmm. so all of a sudden we're in a tie and of course we lost to Marshall so you know then the the, the, the next night um or that Saturday we're we're playing no Friday it was a Friday was Wednesday Friday this week yeah
1: yeah it was uh game.
0: so then after the game uh, after that game we go to Texas State appreciate that Sunbelt Conference which is also not easy
1: to get to because you have to fly into San Antonio and then bus to San Marcos it's not you know, yeah, that, that's a difficult place to get to as well.
0: Right, had to have this game. I mean, it's yeah. it's, it's one of those things where you, you 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 went the entire season and and you know I think a couple weeks ago a lot of people chalked us up like well we got this in the bag. Yep. And here it is coming down to the last game. You got to win, and even if you win it, you might not be declared the champion. But right. you know you have to win to have a chance. So, uh, and and when we did, uh, won this game seventy nine to sixty nine. Probably could have been a little bit worse. Yeah. Third, third time in school history winning a regular season division One conference title. Southern Miss led 41-29 at the half. Uh, clearly they're on a mission out there. Um, big games need big names to step up, and step up they did. Mm-hmm. Hase 26 points, 4 of 8 from three-point range, 10 of 10 from the line if you need him. Wow. Uh, okay. Crowley added 17 points. Nefty, 15 points and only one turnover. Remember we we had talked a little bit about, I mean, he's cool, he's dynamic, he's a Ferrari, you right. know. Uh, sometimes you need that Ford Taurus. Just, you know, <laughs> reliable. Um, <laughs> Steady. And and, and 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 he was 15 points and only one turnover. You can win right. a lot of games if Nefty's playing that way. Um, uh, uh, Denaje Harris just continues his stellar season, went 14-10. and 10. And we were out there keeping up with it on the radio from the roost. Um, so what were, do you remember how that game went down? Do you remember what you're thinking? Uh, how, what was your thought process, uh, while we're out there watching the game?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, man, it was, it was, uh, obviously we're out in the roost and, and we were listening to obviously the game on the radio, watching the baseball game, baseball game, uh, kind of, uh, people were starting to lose interest a little bit I think it was kind of getting out of control and and so uh we were really kind of paying attention to the radio and and I just remember uh lots of people asking check up like what's the score update score update and so uh, it was tight you know and um we were going back and forth and then we started kind of stretching that out there at the end and I just remember uh we got what up up like 11 under a minute and we're like all right we got this and I think they actually hit a three pretty late and they cut it to like seven. And then we got back up with some free throws from Hase, I believe. And, um, man, everybody kind of went crazy out there. It was a cool moment to kind of clinch that regular season championship in the roost while we were listening to it. So.
0: No doubt. Yeah. It was very, very cool. Um, and that leads us to, uh, what's coming up next, which is the Sunbelt tournament in Pensacola. Right. Um, I know we play on Saturday, March the 4th at 11.30 a.m. versus the winner of the South Alabama and App State game. Um, and I know you got the bracket pulled up in front of you right there. So I want you to take us yeah. through the bracket and um, everybody know where we stand.
1: Yeah. So obviously we clinched that one seed. We have the double bye. Um, so unlike previous years with Converse USA, this is a single elimination tournament. Um, So that double is huge we don't have to really play to the quarterfinals, Um, but on our side of the bracket is uh, coastal Arkansas State South Alabama App State Troy, um, and the winner of of that first game, um, us and James Madison so uh, on the other side of the bracket you're looking at Texas State Georgia State Old Dominion Georgia Southern Marshall and Louisiana, so. Although we're the one seed i I think uh, I think our side of the bracket is a little tougher uh I think those lower seeded teams are a little better than the other side of the bracket so it's definitely uh not a walk in the park to the finals, but um yeah, I mean I you know I, I know that they'll be ready um and looking forward to Saturday.
0: Yeah, I mean, as luck would have it, uh, of course South Alabama's on our side of the bracket,
1: right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, we would win that last game. Marshall would lose, and that would flip it, you know. Yeah, it's the
0: weirdest, the weirdest thing. You're looking at it; it's all it's it's almost more beneficial to be the two seed, honestly. But, um, you know, I, I guess we can't complain about being, you know, number one, right? But um, either way, you're gonna have to win three games. Either way, you're probably gonna have to beat a Marshall, a Louisiana, or, you know, in our case, a South Alabama, because that's Mm -hmm. just what always happens. Um, So anyway, you slice it, we're going to have to do that. But uh, I am looking forward to it. And I can't wait to get over there and watch some basketball. Um, Speaking of basketball players, um, uh, we had had two players, uh, one uh, from the men's team and one from the women's team, nominated for the best player in the state of Mississippi, Austin Crowley named one of the three finalists for the Howell Trophy. He averaged 16.4 points per game, 81 assists on the year, 61 steals, shot 36% from three-point range and 74% from the line. Other mm-hmm. finalists for the Howell uh, Trophy are Ole Miss guard Matt Morrell and Mississippi State forward Tolu Smith. Um, on the women's side, Dominique Davis was named a finalist for the Gillum Trophy. She averaged 17.8 points per game, had 94 assists on the season, 58 steals. She had 25 three-pointers and also shot 74% from the line. Other finalists on the women's side, Ole Miss guard Angel Baker and Mississippi State center Jessica Carter. So, two very big honors um, for a couple of Golden Eagle greats.
1: Yeah, definitely. And so, uh, that has us kind of leading right into Lady Eagles. Uh, so, uh not only were, you know, were the men successful winning the regular season championship, the women uh, did as well. And so inaugural year for Southern Miss and the Sun Belt, and we go out and kind of uh, take a clean sweep of the regular season championships, which is awesome. So uh, Lady Eagles finished 20 and 9, 13 and 5 on the season uh, with a share of the Sun Belt title with JMU and Texas State. And they closed the regular season out strong on a five-game win streak. And uh, like we mentioned earlier, Dominique Davis, stellar player, was named uh, first-team All-Sun Belt. So uh, breaking down their previous week, uh, Southern Miss played Troy. They won this game 88-79. It was senior day uh, in Reed Green. Uh, Troy, you know, they play quickly. They score a lot. The Lady Eagles sort of beat them at their own game. Uh, They also out-rebounded Troy, who's, you know, statistically one of the best rebounding teams in the country. Malia Gray- wow. Yeah. I, I mean, Malia Grayson went 23 and eight Dom Davis, 19 nine and seven assists. Lanny Cornfield adds 16 points goes five for five from the field and the lone senior on the team, Lauren Gross. Uh, she she was given a standing ovation at the end of the game by Very the cool. Southern Miss fans cool. in attendance. So, I mean, just stellar uh, senior day uh, for the lady Eagles. And then after that to end the season again on the road, Uh, We traveled down to Louisiana, to Lafayette, and, uh, man, what a game. Uh, I know earlier we were talking about baseball and listening to this one. We were keeping up with this one, too, in the roost. And um, this game was back and forth and close and ended up going to overtime. And um, Lady Eagles win 69-64 in overtime. And um, this was the third overtime game of the season for the Lady Eagles, the most since the 2014-15 season. And it was the first regular season title since 93 94 and the 800th victory in school history so uh, lots of stats uh that kind of happened all at the same time on that game and dom davis finished with 24 points grayson with a double double 16 and 10 and Jakoria bracy had nine uh nine boards 10 points so again we know what's kind of coming up next for for uh, the lady eagles as well they travel down to pensacola and they will be playing friday march 3rd at 5 p.m
0: yeah the ladies really coming into their own not that they uh not that they really faltered during the season but in, mm-hmm. in, in the season on a five-game winning streak and that's you huge know, they, as you guys got to be a lot of momentum um and a lot of confidence moving into the uh tournament down in pensacola so let's take a look at the sunbelt standings um we already kind of the men uh um and then but you know both teams get that the, the double buy that's kind of a is that a is that a unique thing to the sun belt i mean that's that's a it's a it's a pretty big it's a pretty big advantage so. i
1: mean yeah i i haven't really heard of another which you know, i don't really keep up with other teams i know most lots of people kind of do that pod thing where you're kind of in pods double elimination kind of have to win your pod in advance to like the quarterfinals, but uh, I kind of like it, you know, it kind of really puts some emphasis on being that top four, you know, getting that double buy is huge. I mean, again, single elimination is a big deal. I mean, you you don't win, you're, you're done. So it's not like you can get a chance to come back and get hot late, you know, if you lose in the first round. So uh, yeah, I think it's pretty unique and uh, excited to see it play out. You know, I mean, with the double buy, you're still going to have to if you
0: advance to the finals. If if you're going to win it, you're going to have to win three days in a row, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, But you got to think about if you only have the single buy, that's four days in a row you're going to have to win. And if you just barely make the tournament, five days in a row you have to win. So everybody, yeah. The
1: good thing is, is this is a week early, right? And so most people are are still playing um, and have their conference tournaments you know, this next week. And hmm. so we'll, we'll be finished. Well, obviously we'll crown a champion on Monday and we'll have kind of the week to kind of rest up for, you know, whatever postseason play comes our way in both leagues.
0: So the semifinals uh, are on Sunday, March 5th at 5 PM for the men. Um, the finals are Monday, March 6th at 6 PM. This game mm-hmm. will be broadcast on ESPN two On the women's side, um, if we win, we play in the semifinal round Sunday, March 5th at 2 p.m. The finals for them will be on Monday, the March 6th at 1 p.m. That game will also be broadcast on ESPNU. So, you know, here we are, and um, we also have some beat some baseball coming up this weekend. But um, I tell you, the way things are going right now, um, I think I'm kind of looking more forward to the. <laughs> <laughs> to the basketball, I mean it's a bigger deal anyway. It's, it's the very end of the season. It's, it's the it's the conference tournament. So it it, yeah. it just I think it just feels weird because you know, we hadn't done it that way in a while.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um yeah, people it, quit saying it's basketball season in like December and um, you know, like they're kind of over it. Um and they're like, When is baseball season? And now we're like, it's still basketball season. We're still, you know, making a charge and and now here we are uh coming up on March. So
0: Sure thing. Um, talking about baseball, uh, we, we had some games this past week. Uh, we, we beat UNO, um, the, the, the first of which, um, we beat UNO 12 to nothing. That was the midweek game. Uh, got the bats going a little bit. Billy Oldham mm-hmm. went five innings for the W. had nine strikeouts. It's nice to see uh, Nick Monaster got in there and struck out a couple. No homers hit, but the Eagles did, did it six doubles. Dickerson, Pato, Ewing, and Wilkes all with two hits apiece. And so it was nice to see the basket going a little bit. Mm-hmm. That um, kind of springboarded us straight into the Illinois series. Didn't really know what to think about Illinois. I know they just came off a hard uh, series versus uh, Wake Forest, right? And was still, you know, I mean, we're feeling pretty good. Like, like the the, the, uh, the opening series of the year versus Liberty pitching looked great. Gave up one base hit or one extra base hit for the entire weekend. Hardly rocked right. anybody um and and you know didn't hit the ball as good as we wanted to but then we you know thought that we kind of figured out some hitting versus UNO so we we're feeling pretty good well um outside of the very uh, beginning of the game where, where we honored Corky Palmer is where they, they 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 made an announcement and, and threw the ball from the catcher to the, the pitcher to the uh center fielder and center fielder threw it over the wall just and honoring Coach uh, Corky Bomber. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the last uh, big moment. <laughs> um, or the yeah. The last, last good moment. Um, lost this game 13-5. to five. Very disappointing night at the Pete. Uh, good thing we had that basketball game to listen to. Um, Illinois scores 13 on 12 hits. Golden Eagles just five runs, but uh, did manage 10 hits themselves. Uh, Tanner Hall with a very un-Tanner Hall-like night. Five innings pitch, six hits, five runs, four Ks, and a walk. After that, Armistead, Towns, Chase Adams, and Dawson all action on the mound. Illinois just can smash. They hit three bombs, um, and none of which just barely cleared defense. Uh, Right. You know, they got all of it. Um, Wilkes did it a homer for the Eagles. He got all of that one, too.
1: Major exit velocity.
0: Yeah. uh, By the way, (laughs) 10 hits and five runs with Tanner on the mound is usually enough yeah um, not this night though. so anyway, we we started off that game the, the series versus Illinois uh, on a sour note. um what, what were your thoughts after that first game?
1: Uh, I was ready for Saturday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you say? I mean, we just straight got whooped um, yeah you know, on both sides. Uh, couldn't get it going offensively, uh, struggled on the mound, so. So, yeah, I mean, we were kind of like, all right, let's let's uh, let's have this day end, and let's start again tomorrow.
0: Yeah, well, it did end. Do you want to take us through what happened on game two Saturday?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we may have set the record for, like, the longest nine-inning game in the history of time, and it ended up going 11. Uh, I think at, at the nine-inning mark, we were at, like, four and a half hours, which is just mind-boggling. Uh, yeah, we ended up winning 14-13 in 11 innings. Uh total game time was five hours and 17 minutes mm. um you know this is the game we did the interview with coach Denson and it just felt like a whole different day uh then we were <laughs> we recorded him early in it's like the third inning and uh man it was just an eternity after that Southern Miss throws nine different pitchers Matt Adams started and went Martin Oldham Middleton Storm Dickerson Rhodes Allen and Monaster. Monaster credited with the win on the one inning uh, pitched, one hit, one K. Um, I, you know, we talked about this one a lot. I, it was weird. Uh, seems like replay was like every single uh, every single play that was semi-close went to replay. It was just extending the game, extending the game. And I know early in the game, there was a sort of scary play where Peto uh making a play for a ball runs into the wall uh ended up resulting in a in the side or inside the park home run um, we kind of watched big lead evaporate for the eagles and the you know we kind of came back i think three different times and tied it up to kind of extend it and then ended up walking it off in the 11th uh with Peyto kind of uh hitting that one out the center so Uh, Illinois homers again, two more times. Southern Miss hit four more doubles. Uh, Etzel goes three for seven. Pato goes two for eight. Uh, Dickerson, uh, two for four with with two walks. Uh, Lynch goes two for five with four RBIs. Uh, Creek Robertson got the start at second and went one for five with two RBIs. And what are your thoughts?
0: Well, yeah, like it was really, really long. Uh, I hate the replays. I don't like yep. it. You know, I, I wish we could just go back to just, and, 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 you know, what people tend to go with, it's like, well, don't you want to get it right? Thing is they don't get it right. If, yeah. I, I think I would agree with all of these replays. If every single time we called a replay uh, they said, you know what, we missed it, but they don't normally it's, well, you know what? We called him safe. So we're going to leave it. at safe. <laughs> um, I know we've been right. a times of second base. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, it, it, for, for all the, the measures that, that seem to be taken these days for, for shortening game, this surely doesn't do that. And, and, and then at the end, you know, that the, their coach challenged the damn if we, if we touched the plate or not. So, um so Peto hits the walk off to center, the horns go off, we're high-fiving everybody. Yeah. And, and then somebody says, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're challenging. I'm like, we're challenging what? What could, what, what did you, what could you possibly challenge? <laughs> right. And so, and so in the middle, like mid celebration, we got to go, hold on. And then we're just standing there waiting for a few minutes. And then they come trotting out. The umpires come trotting back out of the dugout or wherever it is they go over there. And they say safe. And then we kind of celebrated again, but it, just, it, 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 it interrupted my celebration. Yeah. And then maybe go, okay. It was just, I don't know. It just, it just yeah, after five hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that that takes us to uh, game number three of the rubber match. And uh, February the 26th, lost again, lost nine to five. Spor- score was manageable through five innings. Didn't Illinois hit a bunch of balls off the wall? And something just found everything they swung at, you know, found the hole. I know that's baseball. We hit a lot of balls right at people. Everything they Mm -hmm. swung at, no matter if it was off the barrel, off the end, off the fist, found a hole. Um, But they did a lot of balls hard. Mm -hmm. Um, Southern Miss scored three in the bottom of the six and only one more for the game. Uh, We lose. Etzel got two hits. Danny hit a dinger. Sarge didn't get any hits, but hit it it hard a few times. Mazza. Started for the Eagles, went uh, four and two-thirds innings pitched, five hits, seven Ks, four walks, two earned runs. Uh, Cross has had better days, and we'll, he'll, he'll be fine. Um, but t- today was not one of his good days. He faced five batters, uh, gave up four earned runs. Not his day. Um, and not our day. Um, so deal is started five and two last year. One of the best years ever started five and two this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, how the baseball polls sit, uh, at the moment, baseball America, we are number 25 that's, uh, down in the rankings from 18th NCBWA, number 22 down from 15th D one baseball number 25 down from 18th USA today coaches poll number 26 down from 19th in college baseball nation. After <laughs> we just gave them all the love in the world last week, uh, we are number this week and um we lose two out of three to a pretty good team and we've dropped the number 38. So whatever. Um hopefully we just get to keep saying that we're in some sort of poll. <laughs> right. And maybe at the end of the year we can look back, we're like, man, what what the hell are we so worried about? why were we getting so worked up? Um yeah. But we definitely have some some work to do, um, specifically on the uh on the mound. Um so we play Mississippi State on Tuesday night uh, at Trustmark Park in Pearl. Um, first pitch scheduled for 6 p.m. Then we got Dallas Baptist at home March 3rd through the 5th, uh, 6 p.m., 2 p.m., and 1 p.m. for the DBU series. Mm-hmm. Very big series coming up. Um, yep. We need to uh,
1: – Got some dip- weather coming in on uh, Thursday night, early Friday morning. And so it's going to – it's gonna cool it back down. So everybody that was upset last weekend with the great weather we had, it was too warm, uh, you're gonna enjoy this weekend. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be nice, the cool, uh, cooler, much cooler than this past weekend. But uh, overall, I haven't looked fine.
0: at the forecast yet. I'm actually gonna pull it up right now that you're talking about it, and ooh, dipping down into
1: the 40s. Yeah, but- yeah, we got some cool mornings, but it, but it heats up nicely. Yeah, 76
0: for a high 49 for a low perfect basically all weekend yeah with a whole bunch of sunshine you know i can deal with 40s if it's sunny
1: yeah as long as it starts in the 40s and ends up in the 70s i think that's about as good as it gets for me right i like a cool morning
0: all right what about softball you want to run us through softball yeah Yeah, softball plays a bunch of games like i know baseball played four they do they play five or
1: five i mean
0: softball just plays all their freaking time so let's do some softball
1: yeah so uh softball sitting at 12 and one um zero zeros in the conference obviously haven't played one of those yet um still just the one loss and only by two runs so softball has it going under uh coach pool um there's the first game of the week on the 21st was canceled uh mississippi valley state and said rain uh, didn't even rain in Hattiesburg. I don't know, uh, just kind of a head-scratcher. Uh, the Hub City Challenge, though, was not uh, canceled. Uh, so kicked off with a game against Yale on Friday. Eagle, Lady Eagles win 8-0. Uh, Lonstock gets credited with the W, goes the distance. Six-inning pitched. Uh, five gives up five hits, eight Ks, one walk. Kinsley Gordon hits a home run, and Hannah Borden and Alex Dittmer with two hits each. Um, great start. Uh, they follow that up with another game against Yale on Saturday. We won again, uh, this time 4-1. Uh, Jana Lee improves to 3-0 in the year, uh, pitches seven innings, gives up five hits, one, one earned run, uh, seven Ks. Neely Manis the only Lady Eagle with multiple hits. Uh, she had two. Maria Smith uh, went one for three with two RBIs. Natalie Taylor gets her first home run of the season, and Lorna uh, – I don't want to say her last name. Uh, she hits a triple. Uh, Arkansas Plimb Bluff uh, was so this was a doubleheader. So after we played Yale, beat them, we right. faced Arkansas Plimb Bluff, uh, won again, 7 1. Uh, Paige Kilgore goes to 4 uh, 0, pitches seven innings, four hits, one earned run, 5 Ks. Lady Eagles only managed six hits, but a lot of that was, uh, you know, because of the situation uh with Arkansas Pine Bluffs pitching. Uh Sydney Green for Arkansas Pine Bluff pitched six innings. She walked 10 batters and threw 160 pitches. Yeah,
0: it's a that's a lot. <laughs> there's no way to get a whole bunch of hits if there's no balls being thrown, you know, in the strike zone.
1: You talk about uh, that had to have been so slow. I mean, every every batter probably had to have a full count at some point. Um so, Alex Dimmer and Jenna Lee had two hits each. Natalie Taylor and Jana hit homers. Uh, and so, wrapping up the Hub City Challenge was on Sunday against Nichols. Um, and Lady Eagles win 3 1 on six hits. Hannah Borden hits a home run. She had two hits. And Morgan Livestock does what she does. Uh, seven innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, and seven Ks and zero walks. So, um, man, they're rolling.
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems like I mean a twelve and one. Um, it it's worth getting your getting over there and watching some softball. But it seems like Linestock and Lee are really worth the price of admission. You know, yeah, I, it, it's got me curious. I mean, Jana Lee, she's she's throwing shutouts. It seems like Linestock is our it's kind of the Tanner Hall of the softball team, and and on and and. and I don't know. They, 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 seem, they seem super. So, um, yeah. So yeah, it's, 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 it's very nice to see softball hitting the game
1: and then hit up fourth street, you know, right yes. there next to each other.
0: They, right up against it for sure. Um, the Southern Miss golf team was in action. I know you keep up with golf way more than I do. And I, yeah. I think we did, I think we did fairly well, uh, in, in this, in the latest tournament. Um, remind me again where that tournament was
1: yeah it was the bayou classic i think it was down in houston i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure um and the eagles finished ninth there um out of 16 kinda, teams. Yeah, yeah it
0: was it was a who's who of teams too
1: yeah yeah the teams were stacked uh it was a lot of top top 20 teams there um so eagles eagles played pretty well finished ninth uh and so next up uh they travel to Opelika, to uh, RTJ, the Robert Trent Jones Trail at Grand National, uh, and playing in the Defner Tiger Invitational on March 5th through the 7th.
0: Good deal. Um, And as far as the mailbag goes this week, we had an an email come in through uh, our our good buddy Joey M. Finger asked Mm -hmm. us about doing a new shirt. We're always coming up with, with ideas for shirts. Mainly you come up with the ideas and only <laughs> you come up with the designs, <laughs> right? You, you're like, Hey, what do you think? I'm like, great. That's my only contribution. Um, yeah. But, but so Joey asked about doing a throw it in the dirt shirt. And I love the idea. Uh, it might happen. The, the only holdup that I have is it was kind of an Ole Miss thing to start with. Um, so, so I don't know. Um, I, 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 I still love the way Sutter Miss does it. And I think we do an awesome job and it's probably been long enough now to where we've kind of made it our own. So we might do it. It's, it's, it's a very cool thing. It adds to the atmosphere of the Pete. Uh, I look forward to it. It's, it's, it's as much a part of the game for me as the horns and as the people stomping their feet and the students sitting down there in, in the terrace and the roost itself. So it's, it's definitely a part of it. And, and it's kind of weird that there isn't a shirt or something along those lines with throw it in the dirt so who knows we, we might we might just do that um and let's see the next thing i wanted to get to before we close everything out
3: mm-hmm. uh,
0: just more southern miss news that, and not necessarily from just this week but from the last couple of weeks yeah um, John Cox, longtime voice of the Southern Miss athletic program, was announced the winner of the 48th annual Russell D. Anderson slash Wilbur Snipe Award. Very big honor for Juan. Uh, USM's Austin Crowley named one of the three finalists for the Howell Trophy. Dominique Davis, finalist for the Gillum Trophy. Our good and and assistant. What was the assistant? He, he was the number two under. Deputy, uh, I think. Deputy. Deputy. I mean. Deputy uh, athletic director Uh Jeff Mitchell headed the ball state to be their new director of athletics. Very happy for, for, for Jeff. He's, he's world-class. He, um he always was very nice to, to us uh, with the mm-hmm. show and um we wish him nothing but success. Maybe we get, maybe, maybe that's going to be one of our future home and homes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, they're going to need to come somewhere down south to play baseball too. So, at the beginning of the year, maybe we get them over at the Pete. Um, Santrell Latham, linebacker for Southern Miss football, was drafted by the USFL's Michigan Panthers. So, I guess the USFL's back. That's how much attention I've been paying. Um, <laughs> there has been a watch party announced for the Ole Miss – before the Ole Miss game on Tuesday, March the 7th, at J.D.'s craft beer and Dairies in D'Iberville – free to attend appetizers provided drinks available for purchase registration is required at southern miss alumni.com contact jacob fitzgerald at jacobdfitzgerald at gmail.com or anthony mm-hmm. Palazzolo at anthony palazzolo at usm.edu so tough to say um i actually you know, met
1: him last night did you really yeah he's he rode down or he rode with uh with me and the uh, FATA, uh, or I guess I rode with them uh, mm-hmm. up, up to the, up to the game last night at Trustmark. So uh, nice guy. Yeah. Good deal. Right. He works on staff with, uh, with Jerry.
0: Well, i tell you what, since we just gave it away, that we're recording this is the <laughs> second part. <laughs> yeah. Um, do, do you want to give it It, it, it just, it's, it's just off the top of your head, uh, how that game was. So for, for people that are wondering what I'm talking about, I tell you what, at the end of this episode, once you hear this, if you can comment back, like I know where you guys picked it up from the previous time. Yeah. Then let us know. Um, so we had the episode all ready to go. I thought it was awesome. Um this second half one. this second half is not going to be nearly as good. But <laughs> in, in post, uh after the show is over, not to get too into the weeds, but in post, we're we're going over all the editing. And for whatever reason, at the 27 minute mark uh pilo's audio just goes dark um it it was as if he hit the the mute button but he didn't because i heard him yeah he heard himself through his headphones i heard him through my headphones but for whatever reason that entire wave file was just silent gone (laughs) so then you know uh we've got other stuff to do so now here it is on, on what is this wednesday
1: Wednesday night, yeah. And now it's
0: Wednesday night, obviously after the Mississippi State game. And um, we're finishing up the second half of the episode. So, since the cat's out of the bag, I guess tell us about that state game last night.
1: Oh, man. You know, it felt very much like the Saturday game in Illinois. It was like um, I thought. I thought we missed an opportunity early in the game. And that first they walked the first two batters. We just couldn't get anything going offensively uh, stake strikes first and get up. We fight back. It was just this battle of like, we state would get up. We would battle back. And then we get ahead, you know, then it's like, all right, we got this. And, uh, uh, our man cross Sively comes in, um, uh, kind of shuts them down for a few innings. Uh, storm comes in, shuts them down for a couple innings. And then we, we have six outs left. And, you know, you're thinking, you know, we got this and, again i think as as the trend has been that so far this season trying to find that consistency on the back end of the bullpen and and um we just they just didn't get it done i mean everybody knows the what the result um hard to see it was hard uh, there was i mean there was a lot more state fans there than the southern miss fans and they had gotten really quiet when we had a what three run lead um in the eighth inning um so tough i mean it's a heartbreaker i mean um you know we and then then we get a guy on in the ninth and get him to second and then have a chance and and it just just didn't work out um very good it was good it was yeah it was yeah it was lots of tons of walks
0: i want to say state had 11 and we had eight walks i might be off with those numbers but yeah lots of walks
1: the the home plate umpire and i you know everybody's like oh don't complain about the umpires but uh I, he was I, I thought there was one point where the state skipper was was going to get tossed i mean he literally came out of the dugout jumping up and down waving his hands uh and at one point the home plate umpire rung up a state player i don't know if you could see it on the tv on uh, it was strike 2 so i mean he gives them poo punch really? out and it was only strike 2 and the entire <laughs> state dugout goes nuts uh and so it was it was just one of those things where it's like it was bad on both sides. They weren't getting calls, we weren't getting calls. Things were it was moments where we were getting squeezed, it felt like, and there were moments where strike threes were kind of iffy. Um yeah,
0: wait, so I both, could I both could teams see. kicked it around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, State really and, and, seemed sloppy and, on know, the infield. And you you're gonna get a lot of that uh in baseball when you have a bunch of walks. Right. I mean, just imagine standing out there and standing out there, standing out there, and all of a sudden missile, right? Right. Yeah. Um, so uh it, it was not good. In fact, I, I would imagine if you could have gone and sat in the little outfield huddle that the teams do after the games.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd imagine no matter what huddle you're sitting in, it's probably a very similar message. I mean, I know Mississippi be state ended up winning the game, but real honestly, neither team really deserved to, to win that game. Um it was it was real sloppy. I, I wish we would have won it, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, that is one I, I of don't think
0: I, I would have. I would. I wouldn't be sitting if we had. If we'd have won the game ten to nine, instead of losing, was it ten to nine? Yeah, that was the fun. Okay, if we'd have won ten to nine instead of losing ten to nine, I don't think that I would still. I, I wouldn't be sitting here saying we figured something out. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both teams still have issues. Um. Hopefully that can get uh, cleared up, uh, especially for us. Yep. Uh, moving forward. All right, man. So anyway, Four Street Bar. You guys, they're our title sponsor. Go by the Four Street Bar. Um, always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. They have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday. These are home style plate lunches. Remember, tag us on social when you go by there. A pick a tag and a Four Street check-in gets you a shout-out. Speaking of shout-outs, Pilo, lead us off.
1: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it off first with uh, Jerry Defato with the Alumni Association. I, I was kind of looking all week, or I guess all weekend, kind of really for somebody to kind of go up to that game. Um, and I uh, happened to stop uh, on my way out Sunday, kind of stopping by uh, talking to everybody kind of on the way out and talk to him. And he's like, yeah, man, come on. And I uh, had a great time, got to catch up with him. It had been a while since we really had some time and talked and, um, so I appreciate the ride, appreciate the hospitality and, and everything last night. Um, so that, that was good and caught up with our good friend, Aaron Hall, uh, last night too. He was at the game. Um, uh, so had a good time with him and, and his dad. Um, so a lot, lots of USM fans up there, but, uh, also wanted to kind of, um, uh, give a shout out to John Smith, um, rally bike, um, there's there's something, you know, uh something I've kind of had talked about last time when we lost uh, all the audio. Uh but um this weekend at, at the roost, you're gonna see you're gonna see something that John and I have kind of been working on. And uh the shipment just came in uh yesterday. It actually Ooh. got here thirty it got here 30 minutes after I left to go to Trustmark, Or uh I would have uh one. Yeah, yeah uh so uh it's it's exciting it's something kind of uh we collaborated on i kind of had a hand in designing and uh john's vision and it's gonna be awesome so you you will definitely see them uh in the roost and uh and uh, uh another kind of thing pertaining to him something else is happening in the roost too so a lot lots lots happening this weekend uh out in the roost so you're being very vague I am giving John don't, just don't tons of
0: credit. I'm not sure he deserves any of this credit that he's getting.
1: Yeah, you know. Um, and uh, let's see who else. Um, I know Sarah, Sarah Catherine Wallace, uh, you know, she's out right next to us, uh, wife of Charlie Wallace, uh, and become really good friends with them. Uh, you know, she made the, the roost. Chili. Yeah, she made some killer hot dog chili and uh that was featured you know on on the broadcast with jason baker and and uh, although he gave credit to hub city eats appreciate that uh <laughs> it was there, catherine that made the you know that uh that uh, cooked the chili so yeah shout out to her and uh, yeah that'll wrap me up so i'm gonna give a couple
0: of shout outs uh coach ladner and austin crowley made the rounds yeah. uh, saturday out there in the roost good to hang out with them man they're just good I'm so glad they kind of found each other. Yeah. You know? Does that sound corny
2: or romantic? No. Whatever it
0: is, <laughs> it, it's they fit, you know? And, um, yeah. It, it, anyway, they, they made the rounds and, and I think he, he signed every autograph that and took every picture. They did. Um, Austin walking through the roost. It must have taken him. It was a good thing that game was like five hours something long <laughs> you know because yeah. i bet it took him three hours to make it through the roost uh anyway it's good to see those guys uh I, I got to hang out with downtown harry Goff. he invited me to sit up in the grandstands with him for a couple innings and i did that and i appreciated it uh nico mazza's dad informed me that it isn't matza like i had been saying yeah. i was thinking like mozzarella cheese it's not he said it's Maza like jazz. So got it. Um, you know, fairly certain I won't mess it up again. But who knows? <laughs> um, Mr. Rick, Cole Pierce, and Basher all let me know that I butchered Cross's name last week. I get it. Thanks for pointing it out. You know, they never they, they, they never seem to to tell me, "Hey man, great show!" Like that's you, right. Like when you guys went over that, whatever it was, it was great. When you screw something up, I <laughs> hear these a-holes come. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, special shout-out to Dr. Thomas Royals, Hattiesburg clinic surgeon and good friend of ours. He got us the yeah. interview with Hill. Um, yeah. Tiro played for Hill at Bellhaven. And Hill has told me before that he thinks that uh, Thomas is the best player he ever coached. So, um, if, if you're wondering why I was at Bellhaven, well, it's because Tiro was All-American at Pearl River, got drafted, went to the Tigers, and like a, fails his physical because he'd had like four knee surgeries, which I think is the reason he decided to become a surgeon. And, um, and then he couldn't go NCAA since he had already played professional, right? So he went to Bellhaven, where it's NAIA, right? played for Hill. Anyway, that, that's how we, we got uh, that interview with Hill. I still haven't heard the audio on it. I'm assuming it didn't go dark. it's Uh, all good yeah okay well great man well you know speaking of a long baseball game this has been the longest podcast episode three day it's a three-day episode so i I hopefully ever do this again but uh, for everybody that's listening very late in the week we apologize for it but thanks for listening in today whatever day you might have listened and whichever platform you chose to listen in on Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J. Bailey and Patrick at P. Lowry. Follow us on all social at To The Top Talk. And don't forget about the mailbag, to the top talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.
3: Talk. I could play. or Notre Dame You have lots of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Put you all shame I was born here in Hattiesburg Never ventured far away When it comes to playing football Here in Eagle Heaven Is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you.